So I've been thinking about this more and more, and I decided I wanted to make the case for an idea that recently came into my mind. Although it is certainly a development upon previous ideas and uh, potential models that I've entertained as possibilities when discussing the nature of consciousness. But there is an aspect of this that came to me very recently, and it is an idea about the architect of human history. What if human beings are the product of a planetary intelligence? And this planetary intelligence is being represented through nature's astonishing variety of expressions, but that there is a core planetary organ, so to speak, that is permitting for the multifaceted expressions of the natural world. And so just as we have, uh, as human beings, arms and legs and fingers and hair and other appendages and protrusions, so does a planet have mountains and trees and birds and bees. These are the appendages and protrusions of the planetary body, of nature's body. And just as we have a core to our cognition, the human brain, the planet has the fungal mycelial network that exists as a natural information highway which stretches across the entire planet, a network that, through the lens of modern science, we have discovered utilizes electrochemical processes, information transference, and nutritional exchanges through the medium of the complex circuitry of this fungal network, and these are the same types of processes that take place within the brain of a human being. And so the mycelial network can be seen as the brain of the planet, and this is a network that has existed almost completely unperturbed by the cataclysms and environmental traumas that have taken place on the surface world throughout the ages meaning that this substructural network has been developing and evolving and becoming more and more complex for millions and even billions of years. We humans are a blink in the eye of the lifespan of this planetary network. We are, in comparison to it, uh, an extremely recent occurrence on the evolutionary chain. And so we have to ask the question, is nature just a blind force? Or is there a coherent quality to the natural world? And are there any sufficient examples of nature's intelligence that can be described beyond simply the variety of expressional traits that nature exhibits that would facilitate the development of a genuine conscious intelligence within nature itself? Because the development of higher altitudes of order within nature, from a molecular level to the aesthetics and applications of nature uh, that are being expressed through the biodiversity of this planet, all of these processes within nature that have taken place over large expanses of evolutionary time can still be dismissed as... Uh, rudimentary functions and developmental symmetry breaks, but it does not necessarily, at least in the mind of skeptics, invoke an underlying coherence or conscious intention, what some might even call a spirit of nature, but what we can view for today is the mind of nature, a mind that seeks to propagate and expand itself through its own desires. And so we need to seek examples of nature that blur the line between a simple process of unconscious development 
and a truly remarkable, uh, exquisite example of intelligence within nature. Personally, I would start this by pointing out that we are not separate from nature. We too often try to separate humans from the natural world, but it is an undeniable fact that we are ourselves a consequence of the natural world. We have arisen from this planet's natural ecosystem and taken the form of something truly unique. And so when we're looking for examples of exquisite intelligence within nature, the most prominent example that initially comes to mind is the human being. But the question I'm asking right now is whether or not the human being is merely a product of a superior intelligence within nature. And I'm not talking about God in the traditional sense. But this idea of mind does incorporate the possibility that our theologic traditions and architectures and cultural beliefs and folklores might be stimulated by a consciousness within nature and specifically the nature of this planet. And so this idea of mine has me currently percolating around the possibility that what we understand to be God, what we understand as transcendental experiences or profound feelings of connectivity to all things, the shamanistic reverence of the natural world, all of this is in actuality a consequence of being stimulated by the mind of this planet and that we as human beings have emerged from the mind of this planet like thoughts made manifest and that we are essentially a focalized platform through which the planetary mind of nature explores new territories and so the question is if this happened how did it take place if there is a planetary consciousness if the planet is sentient how is this occurring? What examples do we have available to us that would lend credibility towards the possibility of a planetary mind? Well, I think one such example can be observed within this planetary mycelial network that we're going to talk about, the impossibly complicated subterranean system of fungal networks that envelop the entire planet. This matrix of pathways can be seen as the substructural information highway of nature. This network is a foundational component upon which all things from nature on this planet arise or benefit from in some way. And it is interesting to note, uh, as mentioned before, that this fungal network of mycelium resembles in both form and function the neurological pathways of the human brain. There are more connections, more pathways within the planet's mycelial network than there are neural connections in the human brain. And as our scientific instrumentation has developed and we have been permitted a closer observation of the behaviours of this network, we have discovered that this fundamental scaffolding of nature on this planet is the mechanism through which information and nutritional energy is received and exchanged for every plant and every tree and every fungal body. All of them are plugged into the mycelial network. They are dependent upon it. They are in a co-relationship with it. The mycelial network is the medium through which plants communicate with each other. 
through electrochemical signals that pass through the fungal synaptic pathways of this network, and they even exchange nutritional energy through this network. And so it is the highway of nature, it weaves it all together, and it is older than everything else. This mycelial network is the true elder of this planet. And so if all nature developed and arose from this ancient network, then it is quite clear that this network was responsible for the production and diversification of the natural world. Every living creature on this planet is in some way affected by the invisible hand of this network. And so this is a very good contender for the idea that there could be a planetary mind. The mycelial network is the best candidate for this proposal, but the next question is whether or not we can provide evidence for a genuine sentience, a direct intelligence, not a blind force or a scattered pattern of evolutionary developments, but is there an actual conscious mind within planet Earth? Is there any way in which we could access this network to gain insight as to its level of conscious integrity? I think I have an example, and I would imagine that some of you already know where I'm going with this. If we're looking for a way to gain insight into nature, if we're looking for a way to test the idea of whether there is a planetary internet or a planetary mind, and we're looking for a method through which we could enter this information network, the primary candidate for such a journey, uh, to me, would be psychedelic mushrooms. Because here we have what is quite clearly a node of the mycelial network. A mushroom is the fruiting body of a mycelial structure, a condensed matrix of fungal networks, congregate, propagate, and form a mushroom. And mushrooms come in an astonishingly diverse variety of forms, colors, lifestyles, and most importantly for this discussion, applications. There are in fact over 1.5 million species of fungus. This is six times the amount of plants that there are on this planet. And out of these 1.5 million different species of fungus, around 20,000 of them produce mushrooms. And the application of mushrooms in relation to discovered benefits for human beings are numerous, and we have not even begun to scratch the surface of their usability. But why do I believe that specifically psychedelic mushrooms could be viewed as access points to a planetary internet or mind? Well, let's examine what it is that a psychedelic mushroom does, visions and epiphanies aside, a mushroom like psilocybin cubensis, commonly referred to as magic mushrooms, stimulate a phenomenon within the brain called neurogenesis or neural avalanching. What this means is that uh, inside your brain, within the structure of its communication matrix, there exists barriers, barriers that have been created throughout your life repressed thoughts and actions, anxieties, stresses and traumas, all of these things that each of us encounter through our lives allow for the narrowing of neural communicative abilities because it is through the aforementioned issues, through traumas and stresses, that we form repetitive thought cycles. And these repetitive cycles, whether they take the form of addictions or depressions or anxieties, these repetitions could be visualized as followed. 
Imagine you're standing on a snow-covered hill. It is completely untouched. And you take your sledge, I believe Americans call it a sled, but we British call it a sledge, and you go down the hill. And in doing so, you carve a clear path through the virgin snow. Now you go back up the hill, and you decide to go down the exact same route again. This time it's easier for the sledge to follow because of the grooves created from the previous journey down this path. Now you might swerve a little here and there, but you're able to loosely follow the pre-existing tracks left behind from the last time you went down the hill. Now if you continue to do this, you will find that it becomes easier and easier for the sledge to follow the route you've traced down the hill until eventually the groove is so deep that there is no way for you to deviate from that path without a pretty sufficient force being applied by yourself to do so. This is how your brain is functioning. Repetitive thought cycles are you taking your sledge and going down the exact same track over and over again until it becomes an automatic response that requires a sufficient level of force to be applied in order to deviate from it. But unlike this visual metaphor, breaking the repetitive tracks in your mind can be extremely challenging. For some people it can seem almost impossible. And this is a widely understood issue in neural science. Not all areas of the brain communicate with each other. In fact, there is, in relation to the readily available number of potential neural pathways, a severe lack of communication between different areas of the brain, especially when there is some level of unresolved stress or trauma that is creating repetitive behavioral patterns. But what psychedelic mushrooms, such as psilocybin, do is they stimulate the brain to not only utilize currently unused communication pathways, but it also stimulates the regrowth of previously severed or damaged pathways. And what has been observed to occur within the brain is essentially a lifting of the neurological barriers that have been placed within your mind and subsequently a cascade effect occurs wherein countless previously unused communication networks become readily available and those pre-existing tracks that you were sliding down, the repeated pathways that caused you to become stuck in repetitive thought and behavioral cycles are suddenly seen as options to participate in rather than the inevitable track that must be followed. And so rather than an unconscious recycling of the same thought patterns, the entire brain is suddenly communicating with itself in extremely novel ways. And this is what allows for profound personal realization to occur within oneself about such things as repetitive behaviors that you know are not serving you, but as is often the case, you felt you lacked the cognitive drive to break. What psilocybin does is it allows you to break that feeling. This is why psilocybin doses in the correct setting and under the correct guidance can be more healing and more long-lasting in relation to positive mental gain than 10 years of psychotherapy. And it is because it is you having the realization, instead of being told how to improve by someone else, you are suddenly placed into a position where your thoughts and perceptions have changed dramatically.
And this can facilitate an extremely profound level of self-reflection, introspection, and this can lead to self-realized epiphanies about your own behavior, your traumas, and what the potential solutions to them could be. You're put into a state of mind which allows for self-assessment in an extraordinarily objective manner. Suddenly, issues that you were struggling with in your mind, behaviours or thought patterns that were problematic, become easier to understand and easier to let go of. This is being proven to occur through the research efforts of modern science, and so it is through these moments of novel communication within the brain that can act as profoundly powerful agents of change within an individual's personal life, not only in relation to bad habits or behaviours, but also in relation to what most people would see as spiritual development. And so to take this back to my original point, when you have a biological structure that has arisen out of this mycelium network of the planet, and this structure has within it the necessary components that can stimulate a complete and total shift in a person's perception of themselves and others, of the reality they are immersed within, and can also stimulate an overhaul in negative behavioral patterns, and, alongside this, provide an experiential framework upon which a level of spiritual or moral development can occur due to an overwhelming feeling of connectivity, of oneness with nature, of unity with all things, how could anyone in their right mind not view this as a glowing example, an almost miraculous example, of a sublime intelligence that exists within nature? It seems to me that these vision-inducing mushrooms, which have been revered throughout our shamanistic history, which is a cultural blueprint that we have only recently emerged from through the paradigms of rational materialism, science, and reductionist models, I believe that these visionary mushrooms that have arisen from this uh, mycelial network can be viewed as access points to the mycelial network, to the planetary mind, nature's very own historical and real-time database. Uh, the planetary memory cache, which is held within the neural structure of the mycelial network. This, to me, is one of the most profound examples of intelligence within nature. It is known now that this network, uh, as I said before, stores and transfers information in a way that is very similar to the human brain, and this network has been present on this planet for millions and millions, up to billions of years. It is indeed the oldest organism on this planet in terms of complex structural networked organisms. And in comparison to all other organisms on Earth, the fungal networks have had the longest expanse of uninterrupted evolutionary development, which has allowed for the coordination of highly complex evolutionary processes to take place within it. And when you consume what is essentially nothing more than a node that has arisen from this network, which is the psychedelic mushroom. And this node, on a high dose, can send you into a dimensional space which is inhabited by intelligent entities that are actually capable of advising you, and this dimensional space feels both alien and familiar at the same time. 
this could very well be you gaining access to the brain of the planet. You are ingesting an activation key. Once again, I think it is worthy of highlighting that this network, this planetary network of mycelium mirrors the human brain in form and function. And when we ingest these mushrooms, not only do they provide mystical experiences, encounters with exotic and wise entities and spiritual revelations, but on a neurological level, they repair the connections in our own brain's network. They are fixing our brain's network. And they can do this because the complex neural circuitry that makes up the human brain is a product of the network of the brain of the planet. The human brain has evolved over time to allow for ever-increasing amounts of neural connectivity through the development of a wide range of information pathways, and this is a neurological development which may have direct ties to our partnership with psychedelic mushrooms during the earliest stages of human evolution. But in comparison to the human brain, the mycelial network has had access to expanses of time far greater than ourselves, which in turn can be seen as vast expanses of opportunity for a similar style of evolutionary development to take place as to what is taking place within the human brain. And so the mind of Gaia outstrips the mind of man in its longevity and its complexity by a measure of eons. Now you might be saying to yourself, if this is all true, if the planet has a mind, why has it not presented evidence of this intelligence in a notable way? What examples are present that would point towards a highly advanced intellect within nature? But if you're asking that question, I would ask you to take a look around your environment. Do you not see sprawling cities? Do you not see technological marvels? Do you not see the development of complex infrastructures that are the signs of an emerging intelligence with extremely dynamic and multifacet developmental capabilities, we are the evidence of the expression of nature. We are the evidence of the expression of nature's intellect. The evidence is all around us because we are not separate from nature. We have arisen from it. We human beings truly are the best evidence for the existence of a mind within the nature of this planet. Human beings are the result of nature investing itself into a project that will allow it to expand its own capabilities. Nature is expanding its own sphere of influence via the development of a biological platform through which it can explore new terrains of experience, allowing for the unfoldment of even more complex expressions of nature to occur. And so the human being could be viewed as a complex biological computer that serves as a waveguide through which the intelligence of nature propagates and intensifies our intelligence, our cognition, our ability to know ourselves, this is simply the conscious force of nature on this planet creating an opportunity for self-examination outside of the realms of the mycelial network. If we think of the planet as a being, if we see the mycelial network as its brain, 
then we are simply a creation of this being, and perhaps this is where the title of Mother Earth truly comes from. We are the children of this planet, imbued with enough complexity to be sentient, and with a brain that when observed and compared to the planet's own network, can be seen as simply a condensed version of the planetary mind, packaged up in a biological avatar connected to the central system of the planet. And yet over time, we have severed this connection. The severing of the connection to spirit is the severing of our connection to nature, the abandoning of our mother. This is why we're so lost. We are children who have run away from home, and we are now fending for ourselves on the mean streets of our own creation. But perhaps this is just a phase, a necessary growing pain as we develop as a species. Perhaps all of the awfulness we have brought down upon ourselves and our planetary home is simply the result of a gradual evolution towards becoming more developed. Perhaps the chaos is a journey towards higher states of order. Nevertheless, I consider it highly plausible that we are simply the product of a greater intelligence within the nature of this planet, which also brings us into the territory of asking, well, if the planet itself is intelligent and we are simply a product of this planet's intelligence, then what is stimulating the formation of a planetary intelligence? Well, I'm quite happy to apply the exact same model that we have just discussed, but on a macrocosmic perspective. And the idea would be that we are human beings, we have developed as vehicles for the natural intelligence of this planet to explore new possibilities of expression. Our planet has developed as a consequence of processes within our solar system. Now, who is to say that there is not an overarching intelligence within our solar system? And instead of being connected through the fungal pathways of a mycelial network, the solar system's constituent parts are connected through the electromagnetic waves that permeate through space, and that it is through the influence of the electromagnetic networks of energy and information exchange that allows for the arrangement of a solar system in a way that permits for the generation of life on planetary bodies within that system. And who is to say that there is not a galactic intelligence above this which is governing the maintenance of itself as a galaxy? And who is to say there is not a universal consciousness above this which permeates through the whole thing and gives rise to all of the localized expressions within it, from galaxy to solar system to planet to person? Perhaps we're dealing with shells of conscious influence, the idea that there is a universal core, but perhaps all of our spiritual experiences, through all the angels and demons of our dreams and visions, through every prophetic message and every ascended master who has walked the earth, perhaps we have actually been experiencing inspiration from the planetary consciousness. Perhaps we are too far down on the developmental scale right now to adequately interpret our reception of the signal from the core of all cores, the source point of all source points, 
the hyperspatial conscious singularity, or what theologians would traditionally label, within their own words, as God. Perhaps right now, we are only able to receive a dose of the planetary consciousness that we have arisen from, and perhaps the evolutionary mission bestowed upon us by the nature of this planet is the development of more efficient ways of receiving and translating the primary signal from the ultimate source of conscious energy in existence, perhaps our goal, as humans, is to develop systems and methods through which we can interpret the signal of consciousness in higher and higher levels of quality, and so the nature of this planet has designed us in a way that provides nature itself with a vehicle that is capable of enough cognition to embark on this journey, a journey to discover and understand the true nature of mind, beyond the mind of the planet, beyond the mind of the solar system and the galaxy, perhaps even beyond the mind of the universe, to the ultimate level of knowing, to a currently unrealized zenith of absolute awareness, to the source from which all things have ultimately originated from and will ultimately return. Perhaps the human journey is a journey to rediscover the absolute origin point of consciousness itself. Thank you.